Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and somehow we've already made it past the halfway point of 2023. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the university, from the Super Deluxe Games cast, my PAX roomie, the best hot pot date you could ask for, the man, the myth, the legend, from my Divinity Original Sin multiplayer co-op group, and someone who for some reason is allowed in operating rooms, Matt Finman. How's it going, Finn? (laughs) I kind of like it. Keep it going. What else we got? Uh, the future Baldur's Gate buddy, like Baldur's Gate buddy, secret uh, best friend, the father uh, of Saki. Yeah, Suki. But uh, close enough. Close enough. My my doggo. Uh, soon to be parent. Um, no, no, no. I'm got... saying I. I was talking about me. I wanted to keep oh. my stuff going. Uh, oh, father of Saki. Yeah, was in. Yep. But now I get where you're going. You, you mistakenly thought that we were talking about you when still it was all about That's Finn. True. That's true. I was introducing you. So it was the single part of the episode that is 100% you. Forgive well, you know what? Let, let's switch gears and talk about how cool you are. Introduce oh, yourself. You. I already did. Okay, cool. Good times. But yeah, it's a good, good time. Team. But how have you been, my friend? What's new? Oh, man. Just... uh playing video games and working and being cool you know the I usual know. i hear that is staying cool in florida i hear is quite nope. the difficult uh yeah the, you live challenge. inside air conditioning and you only go outside to get to a different sort of air conditioning there you go transitional air conditioning environments um but yeah somehow it's already july i don't know about you but this year has flown by it's kind of so, wild my dude so fast and looking back, 2023 has seen some absolute bangers in terms of RPGs just the first half of the year. It's kind of redonkulous. It is redonkulous, and uh, it's it's kind of great in that regard. Like I feel like even though the industry is still playing catch-up, right, from uh, um, COVID times, mm-hmm. it does feel like a lot of stuff dropping this year is the result of delays in 19, 20, and 21, and 22. Yeah. Everything is, everyone is finally able to blow their load, as it were, of the backup of things they've been working on and had to delay. And really just across all genres, 2023 has been painful for so many people's wallets, but wonderful for brand new experiences be it if you're a fan of remakes or brand new ips or rpgs or all sorts of games so that's why we're we're here i i brought you on uh so we could just kind of shoot the shit talk about rpgs we've been playing so far this year kind of look back maybe grade the first half of the of 2023 maybe sprinkle in like some rpgs or something we're looking forward to the rest of the year but the the main thing is just like look at what has come already in 2023 Yeah, for RPGs. Sounds great. I know. So let's take it back. Let's take things back to the cold days when 
our air conditionings weren't on back in January. Um, starting off the year really strong. Um, we had a game called Gatewalkers that released on PC on January 12th. Um, we had the current gen kind of enhanced ports of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot releasing on PS5 in the series systems of Xbox on January 13th. Um, Fire Emblem Engage released whoa, on Switch. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're skipping One Piece Odyssey, sir. No, I, I, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm not like... Okay, okay. Yeah, you had, you had me, big games. I, I'm trying had to me go nervous. through some of the smaller ones. Okay. Um, well, when you said Fire Emblem, I'm like... That is true. That is true. I did, I did jump to another big one. But like we had the um, PlayStation, like the more modern systems uh, ports of Monster Hunter Rise. That was in January. Um, we had... I guess the the console port of Risen, like that release in January 24th, we had a Neptunia game, Superfuse, which is like a comic book inspired Diablo-esque game. That went into early access in January. And then, yeah, we had some really high budget ones. We had One Piece Odyssey, which I know you checked out at PAX back in uh, PAX East or PAX West uh, the year before. It was PAX West of 2022. Yeah. Because the game dropped in January, so it wouldn't have been at PAX East. Right. So although we, technically it was, it just wasn't have been something that we wanted to. It was demo. a huge deal at PAX West and um, it was a fun game. Yeah. So we had that one. We had that release one piece Odyssey. That was on January 13th. Fire Emblem Engage, Like I said, uh, that was on switch uh, in January 20th. Square released Forspoken. Um, that little game um, with the talking cuffs named Cuff. Um, we had Persona 4 Golden finally releasing on modern platforms. And the, I arguably rather abysmal Persona 3 portable port that also released on the same day, <laughs> January 19th. Um, but yeah, you are a big fan of One Piece and One Piece Odyssey. So I'm guessing you spent a lot of time with Odyssey. Did you beat it? I did. So, so tell me about it. So One Piece is that series of anime like entertainment content that is incredibly intimidating to me just because there's so much of it so what you know what let me let me explain like because i got into one piece in 2022 2022 is the year i started and completed and i'm now caught up in current both anime and manga for one piece because like you i was like this is incredibly intimidating Mm -hmm. how am i ever going to get into this uh, the answer is you just do. Um, there is no bad time to start because it just it's just so good. I didn't believe the hype for the longest time. And it's just it's just really good. And so One Piece Odyssey is the first One Piece game to drop since I became a One Piece fan. And the fact that it's just an RPG was even better. It had a really so, you know, it's not going to. It's not setting the world on fire with its mechanics. It has a very fun battle system, but as overall, like the RPG ness of it isn't going to like blow anyone away, but they're all, everything about it is solid. And that, mm-hmm. that's what Bandai Namco excels in. Like a lot of their games, like their games might not be for everyone. And a lot of the anime ones are differing levels of like quality put into it. But the big ones are always going to be mechanically fun and solid. And the, the amount you get out of it is directly tied to your amount of love to the property they're based on, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Right. And 
this even though this is a uh, an original story they still find ways to sprinkle in like major classic arcs of the anime you mm-hmm. go you like look back on them in like memory type modes Okay. And overall, just just really good. The battle system, if you're a fan of turn based, which I always will be and always am, uh, really hits that sweet spot. So go That's... check it out. It's always on sale. Bandai games always go on sale. So so I know it's like a side story thing, but it, in the up to date, being up to date and everything, have they made any aspects of Odyssey canon? No, but the uh the game does debut luffy's new form which has it which was also in the movie one piece red but has not debuted in the anime yet until uh later this month or next month uh so it's a it's a big deal for that reason it's the first playable form of luffy's uh fifth form so uh so- that's a big deal but yeah this stuff like the movies it's never really going to be canon mm-hmm. um but that's not the point that's not right. why we play it, you know. So, I I prefer. Oh, sorry. One last thing. I just I no, prefer no, this to the way Naruto handled their games, which was just a retelling of mm-hmm. the plot. You know that, which is fun in its own way. But this way, we get uh, we don't know where the story is exactly going to go. Whether it means anything doesn't matter because it's just fun. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, it. I know it got. It, visually i think it nailed the style like i was 100 I, I was definitely able to appreciate how uh well it did in that regard so as someone who isn't a one piece person and, and like i remember reading the early stuff when it was first on shonen jump one thing i haven't really been able to figure out it's like i know luffy has like the mo- forms he you mentioned are his gear like mm-hmm. gear five Gears. whatever yes is it basically One Piece's version of Super Saiyan? Like, I don't get gears. So that's just what he calls it. It's basically like uh, it's more closely aligned to like Naruto power ups or bleach power ups rather than a Dragon Ball Z. The closest Dragon Ball Z comparison would probably be the upcoming gear five is their Super Saiyan moment. OK, like that. That's the that's the big deal coming up. So, but yeah, it's a, it's just like him learning to enhance his powers in a new way that grants him new abilities and a big power upgrade. Like, but nothing, uh, nothing cray cray. Okay. I just, I, I've seen his designs, Luffy's design. And is it like special to the gum gum fruit or can like anyone that has had? Okay. So it's not like anyone with the devil fruit has different gears. No. I mean, again, that's, and again, that's just what he calls them. Um, okay. Now, other people, uh, we're getting we're going to get super technical now, but like their devil fruits can awaken that that's like a been a big thing lately where if their devil fruits awaken, then that becomes like it. Un- they unlock like different mechanics to their abilities that they didn't have before. And that's how they uh, okay. explain away, like suddenly getting new powers and stuff. OK, so anyway, super cool. Uh I don't know if I'd recommend it for someone that's not already a fan of one piece. Yeah. It's be a little too confusing, but the fact that they do so much backstory, like retreading in some pretty unique ways Mm kind of means that, uh, you know, Hey, maybe it is good for a newbie. I don't know. We'll find out one day. Interesting. Um, but yeah, some of the other games that released, did you spend any time with like 
Persona ports or Fire Emblem Engage or Force. So Fire Emblem Engage, uh, my wife played very okay. significantly because she her first Fire Emblem was Three Houses, and she just became oh, a huge okay. fan, and so she really liked Engage, and she uh, burned through it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I would watch her play, and because it's it was my copy of the game. I couldn't play. And by the time it was my turn, we had moved into another period of other stuff that I, I needed to play more, not needed, but like took priority for Mm -hmm. me. So no, the answer is no. And then with personas, I, I very rarely feel the need to replay games unless they are extreme personal favorites. Uh And I don't have the time for new <laughs> to replay a persona game. Persona games are notoriously not quick affairs. I, so, I, yep. I mean, I, I love them. Mm-hmm. Persona three and four are great, uh, but I just do not have the ability nor desire to replay them at this moment. Does that now, does that apply to remakes? Cause like they were re- remakes, no. remakes, persona no re- that, reloaded. Or... See that I'll probably play. Right. Uh, Provided it comes out at a, at a good time, but like remakes, I tend to not view the same as just like a re-release. Okay, but it's a case by case basis. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. every remake adds it. enough to the mix. Some remakes take it upon themselves to make it feel like a new experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and lastly, I guess one one of the things I wanted to talk about. So fire. Well, in terms of Fire Emblem Engage. I spent a lot of time with Engage because I did some guide work for RPG site. And yeah, you did. so like I got to, I got a code early and it, it was a lot of fun. And what I really appreciated about Engage is it felt a lot closer to classic Fire Emblem. Like Three Houses, I, I appreciated Three Houses and what it was doing, but it, it, it turned into too much. It, I know exactly what you it mean. It got away from what I really enjoyed, like the, the tactical combat of it. It was less of a focus of a tactical RPG. And it was like, we're persona fire emblem, basically like that's all it felt. And it was, it was quality. It looked great. I loved a lot of the characters, but it was just like, it wasn't what I really wanted. And I still honestly, as someone that grew up on, at least for us, classic yeah. golden uh uh game boy Fire Emblem, which is game boy advance like uh the the originals for america at least yeah um yeah i i enjoyed the from what i watched i was like oh this feels like more of my jam and mm. i i understand people that fell in love with like the more recent fire emblems because of their social aspects and the relationship building and all that stuff mm-hmm. and i think it i think it'd be fun if every other fire emblem bounced between those two styles yeah you know, make everybody happy. But anyway, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, Fire Emblem Engage was good. And then Forspoken. Did you spend any time with Forspoken? That's the game I was playing when I wasn't playing. Uh, uh, because I wasn't playing Fire Emblem. I really liked Forspoken. I don't. Yeah. Under, I, I I get the criticisms. I just don't agree with the criticisms. I think for what it was, the combat was so much fun. Traversal was mm-hmm. so much fun, and the story was fun. And here's here's the other thing is that I this is just me as a person and a gamer. I like it when my characters talk to each other, talk to to themselves and like provide flavor context as they explore and experience a world, especially if it's one they're new in. Like I loved Aloy and her little commentary running commentary. So I love the same thing with her and Forspoken. Mm -hmm. And it's just that that's I, I understand for some people that's annoying, 
and should there be a, a, a slider for you to tweak it to your own specifications? Sure. But for all the people that said like the dialogue was so cringeworthy and whatever, like I don't agree with that, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Like I started for spoken and I got into the world and I started finally, and I got to the point where I could start using spells and everything, but that month was so jammed full of others like games I had to cover and do yeah. like that. I was really excited for, like I was working on engage for a long time and then I, uh, reviewed the Persona 3 Portable and then those all came out like around the big times and like you said all of those are big games and I dabbled in Forspoken and like you said like I was digging the um the traversal the the combat seemed to be a lot of fun it I like you I enjoy that that banter um granted I didn't get super far so maybe it would have turned me off or i would have gotten like tired of it i don't know it's one of those games i definitely want to go back to and really enjoy i just it was so hectic um and with that coming out forspoken coming out right at the end of january and there was already a huge list of things coming out in february that i was looking forward to and uh, getting ready for that it was just super super busy um but i i i think if i do when I when I do get back to Forspoken, I think I'll enjoy it. But um, I'm sure you will. A very very stacked opening uh, first month of 2023. Before we moved into February of 2023, where we had games like um, Yijor Union uh, PC that entered early access. We had Wild Heart. I had, I honestly legitimately thought uh, Wild Hearts was still like on the horizon. I didn't read. That's a Me. game that I remember it should totally... be in everywhere packs and stuff. And then it just kind of came out. And I was like, wait, what? And then nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, we had um, Digimon World Next Order released on yeah. Switch and PC. That more traditional Digimon World-esque game. We had Like a Dragon Ishin. This was my first um, uh, Yakuza game that I really finished. We Not had... even Like a Dragon? I, 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 my like a dragon is still sealed. I cannot Damn. let myself play that series out of order. Like, I started Yakuza Zero on when it was on Game Pass, and I was playing it. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is this is fun. I, I enjoyed it. And then, like, a lot of things, things came up. I had to cover things and I had to put it aside. And I want to go back to it. Um, I just, I just haven't yet. Okay. Um, but, the super utterly abysmal, potentially the worst port of the year so far in terms of RPGs, Tales of Symphony Remastered. Utter, utter disappointment with that one. Um, what are you talking about? Game of the year. Uh, um, we had Hogwarts Legacy release and all that craziness and drama. And uh, that's glad that's all kind of behind us. Um and honestly, I think probably the biggest game or the one that's had the most staying power, I feel like, that I still see people talking about, Octopath Traveler 2. Oh, hands down. That's the biggest hands game down. of the month. Uh, um, and probably going to be showing up in a lot of people's top tens. I don't think it's going to be yeah. winning game of the year for a lot of people, but it'll definitely be in on lists. Yes. 100%. Because I think they, they, they did... An, oh. Go. No, I would say like in many other years, if there wasn't like 
your Starfield. And granted, Starfield's not out yet. If you didn't have your Diablo, if you didn't have your Tears of the Kingdom, which debatably is or an RPG 16. or not, or 16, I think Octopath Traveler would have been easy shoe-in for RPG of the Year. It's just a stacked year for RPGs as a whole. That, that's the thing. It's super stacked. And I think RPGs I mean, are going to be... We, we have Baldur's Gate 3 coming out this year. Baldur's Gate like, 3 too. Like, come um, on, man. Like This year is cray-cray. It is wild. Um, but yeah, it's. I, let's talk about Octopath Traveler 2 because that's a game I think we both have played a lot of... Or you've played I think a lot it, of Traveler I think it did a. I think it did a one really impressive thing which was not take a long time from the first octopath traveler all things considered mm-hmm. but take a formula that was new and a art style that has kicked off a new renaissance of like 2d hd from square mm-hmm. and and really improve upon all of it mechanically and quality of life and introduce another round of characters that are just kind of mm-hmm. really amazing so yeah i mean that's it's just really impressive. It reminds me of when of Bravely Default, how they followed up uh, that with another just really solid entry. Like mm-hmm. they, I'm really enjoying their their not Final Fantasy franchises now. Their their wink wink nudge nudge not Final Fantasy franchises. Yeah. But Studio I Asano, all agree uh, that, uh, period or team a, a team Asano. I think it yeah. Was. I think we can all agree that Hikari and Partitio are the best. They are uh wonderful and like you were saying i almost get granted a new fire or a new final fantasy um years is like a huge spectacle and moment and everything but with the shift in kind of constant change of the style of gameplay and whatnot with final fantasy the main final fantasy series i'm kind of a hundred percent okay with them doing that concerning we get we still get the incredibly solid good like fun turn-based rpgs in yeah, the likes that, of that's what, default of correct. octopath like because if that's what we get exist i would be i think i would be much more disappointed with final fantasy trying all these different things and not just being a flagship Ooh, look at what we can do with a shit ton of money it's square enix being the the opposite of nintendo for me mm-hmm. because my big thing with problem with zelda is if I, I didn't care that much for Breath of the Wild. And so you and me both. Tears of the Kingdom is just Breath of the Wild on steroids and adding in a crafting mechanic, which is my least favorite mechanic in modern gaming. So it's just like double down on stuff I didn't like. And and what's really sad is how much I love Zelda. But when pre-Switch, when we used to have two teams making one with console, one with handheld, I at mm-hmm. least could count on handheld Zelda's being like my kind of game and that's why i'm happy that square enix has these teams doing these non-final fantasy like throwback yet modern games because it still allows me to love turn-based rpg gameplay while still enjoying what final fantasy evolves into each time Mm-hmm. Like, I think I would be less receptive to the Final Fantasy changes if I didn't already have several excellent turn-based entries to also enjoy. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Um, and just as a brief side tangent, since we're both in the minority camp of not being Breath of the Wild or Tears stands, um, I lost so much desire to play that game when they removed like the item duplication and kind of the fun stuff. 
Yeah. If they had kept the item duplication glitch, like who there, why take that away from people? If they want to do it and have more fun with the game, like there's no multiplayer, there's no like aspect that that impacts negatively. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, uh, that kind of killed some of my fun too, because it, it was taking away a lot of the grind and the, the misery for me and was making stuff fun ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was actually enjoying Tears of the Kingdom more than Breath of the Wild at first, and then they removed that, and I'm like, "Well, okay, I'm good." Yeah, I legitimately because I have some old switches. Um, after I got my OLED, I kept my old switch, so I've legitimately just have an old switch that I don't connect to the internet. That will just be my Tears of the Kingdom switch, like that. I won't update or get rid of any of the fun glitches. When I go back, it's like I I have very little desire or any urge, especially with so many games coming out that I'm so much more interested in to go back to tears. But I, I have to say, um, I love the videos of things, seeing what people have made and crafted. In the, oh, sure. I, I love the memes and the thing watching te- Tears of the Kingdom so much more than playing uh, it. playing it. Because the other thing is like all this cool stuff they're showing and doing. It's like, why? Like, it's super cool mm. to look at, but the way those games structure rewards, it's like you gain nothing from doing that and you burn so many resources that you're not going to have to spend like several hours rebuilding up. Like, that seems mm-hmm. fun. Anyway, this is not yeah. a bash yeah. Zelda. It's true. Uh, I, I like, understand. On the, March. <laughs> yeah, I understand the appeal of Tears of the Kingdom and I get why people do it. I have just decided, I, I just realized. These style of Zelda games aren't for me, so yeah, I'm, which is just I, sad, you know. It's it's sad, but I still hope. I still am holding out hope because of Link's the Link's Awakening remake that we will still get eventually, like a a seasons. Yeah, and I'm really hoping for a seasons and kind ages. of remake or things like that. I'll take um, that all day. So hopefully, um, but yeah, like uh, you like you said, let's move on to March though. Um, coming off of Octopath Traveler and everything uh march march quieted quieted down a little bit um for some but we had wulong fallen destiny that was kind of the chinese inspired neo um action rpg with lots of loot uh record of agarest war uh, got their switch part on the ninth um nino kuni revenant kingdom uh that released on the xbox platforms on the 21st um, Atlier Rise of Three, Alchemist of the End, and the Secret Key that released on PS for PlayStation platform, Switch, and PC on the twenty fourth. This is a series of games that I really want to get into one day. I I, I think you I've, dig them. I've I've bought so many Adelaide Adelaide games, um, and I love the idea. I've just never like been able had enough time to really sink into them. But I've I also know that Rise of the Rise of Trilogy has done great um all i know is that the original ps2 game for america iris Iris, was really fucking good yeah that was so i had that growing up i had iris one and two um and that was much more of like your more traditional turn-based rpg and i just thought yeah this is pretty neat uh with especially with the more hand-drawn art style back then but i don't think i ever finished it and i know when i did my great purge to trade in PS2 games to buy my PS3 back in the day. Um, the Iris games were included on that list, unfortunately, but um, 
yeah, uh, glad to see Adelaide, the, the series, doing so well still. But honestly, my big game for March that I spent a lot of time with was, of course, Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure, the conclusion to the Crossbell duology that started with Trails from Zero. Uh, Never heard of it. Last year. What's it's, Trails? I have to say, you put it so perfectly on Twitter. The Trails series is the one piece of video games it it at least rpg wise like yeah. or even yeah just no, maybe I would all say of like rpg video games video like, games in general it's um, just it, it's they have the once you're a fan you're never not a fan and there and like i said there's never a a, a a lukewarm fan like so when you found someone that's played through all the trails franchise mm-hmm. from like start uh, in the sky to current they're always going to be the biggest proponents of it but it's also incredibly dense and intimidating to get through because yep. it is we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of rpgs across yep. the the three skies games and the four cold steels games and all the other games like that's a lot of fucking rpg dude yeah yeah it is and but they're so good the interconnected story it's so good um and yeah it's i loved Azure. yeah one day i came fantastic. to that realization i was just like huh you know what it it, it, it fucking it just made sense yeah um it was wonderful i continue to be a huge proponent of the series absolutely love it um and that's a, what i spent a lot of my time playing um in march and i'm pretty sure i gave azure a nine out of ten over on rpg side i think that sounds about I, right I, I reviewed it um, but that was our first taste of trails in uh, 2023. Um, but we'll get on to more of that later. Then we jump into April, my birth month, my birthday month. Um, we had pro- arguably one of my most I- anticipated games uh, releasing this year release with the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Yeah. On the 14th. Um, we got the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series releasing on yeah. PS on PlayStation and Switch. That was on ni- the nineteenth. Um, we had the Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp. That's very good. I don't know if it's necessarily an RPG, but it's on RPG. Uh, it's list. a tactical. It's a strategy RPG. How could it not be an RPG? Well, you don't really level up though. It's a tactical game. Like it's a strategy game. It's a tactical. Yeah, it's game. a strategy RPG. But I don't know if it's. I don't know. It's I'm gonna. RPG. I count it. I count it. Like, I've always counted the RPG site, as RPGs. RPG site has it on their list, so that's why I'm mentioning it because it was a very, also a very strong um, remake. Yeah, remake port, whatever. Um, we had uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak uh, released on the PlayStation and Xbox platforms. That enhanced one. One game I've heard a lot about. Um, a lot of pretty good things at that is cassette beasts. Have you played this one, Finn? I have. Have I played it? No. Um, have I also heard a lot about it? Yes. Um, the 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 aesthetic is delightfully retro. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, it, it, I should have known it was going to be good because developer Raw Fury really doesn't not developer but a uh, distributor publisher. Raw Fury uh, always finds something unique. And mm-hmm. I just, I really dig what it's about. And it's on Game Pass. So I feel I didn't like. I know it was on Switch. That must be new. 
is it on Switch? Your list on the list on their is page. PC. It says available now on Steam, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and Game Pass. Okay, on their okay. on their main website. This seems like a really good Switch game, like a game yeah. for the Switch. Like that's what I was waiting on. So I didn't know it was on Switch either. So that's interesting. Know. Hey, let's go. Um, right. Well, we'll play it, and then I'll have you back on, and we can talk about cassette beats, I guess. Um, and then live a live last year's HD 2D remake of the Super NES Never Localized Classic, released on PlayStation platforms and PC at the end of April. Um, it, yeah, it, it's more Live Alive. Uh, definitely got to support that. Uh, it's Live Alive. Okay. <laughs> is that is that like confirmed? No, no. It's just me being pedantic I, and silly. Okay. It's like, I don't know. Um, and we had... Um, so are you into like Genshin Impact or Hong Kong? No, I, I can't be. I, I cannot be. Oh, yeah. You like have gone super hard into that Dragon Ball Z gotcha game. There's only room in my heart and time for one. And Dokken Battle is super simplistic. And Honkai and Genshin are like more actual games just mm-hmm. merged with gotcha mechanics and i just i don't have the time to dedicate to that like dragon ball doken battle is the perfect level of gotcha for me mm-hmm. because i can do it almost mindlessly and just enjoy it because it's dragon ball based like i have nothing but respect for genshin and honkai like i actually think honkai is incredible for pulling off what it's pulled off in a world dominated by genshin mm-hmm. like introducing another brand new gotcha game based on a new ip like that's what that's what's so crazy is that these games are not having to leverage a known ip like most gotcha games do and they're both so successful because the game surrounding them is so good uh and that's great i just Mm -hmm. know myself if i started i wouldn't stop and then i wouldn't play other games there you go yeah i I'm I'm intrigued by it, like because I thought it was like another action game, but I guess it's like a turn-based game, gotcha yep. game, almost. Um, and I'm like, when it eventually comes out on like PlayStation, I might give it a try. Um, but I kind of bounce off hard from gotcha games. Um, I, I I bounce off them pretty pretty good, unless there it's like I enjoy gotcha mechanics in like full games like that I pay for. Like I like the gotcha system in Xenoblade Chronicles too. I I like. Oh, I know what you mean. Gotcha yeah. that are incorporated into games. Yeah, you just don't want a gotcha specific game. Right. I I like the gotcha system incorporated into Trails of Trails into Reverie, the latest uh, Trails game that just released last week. Um, but yeah, I just when it's like gotcha for like weapons or characters and it's like a free to play game. I, that's when I bounce off, but I, I'm in, I'm intrigued by it, but I always, I'm always amazed and kind of confused and like also curious when I, cause we have a bunch of friends online, um, friends that are in game, the gaming space and whatnot. And they'll share, Oh, I five star pulled this, this Honkai character. And I'm like, yeah, they look cool. Or is, is there like a lore reason you were really hoping for these, these characters? I don't know. Cause I haven't played them. Um, so that's why I kind of want to test it out when it comes to PlayStation. 
like home console. Um, Cause I can't do mobile games and it just doesn't strike me as a, a PC game for me. So fair enough. So that's, so we'll see. We'll see, but I know it's doing well. And like you said, it's very cool that it's, it is doing so well and um, pulling it, pulling in the bucks. I wonder how long it'll be before there's a Honkai and Genshin crossover. Um, that would be money making nonstop. Yeah. That's just like printing money for them. Uh, but yeah, kind of a, a smaller month for April, definitely some bangers, but it's a lot of, um, very few brand new games, a lot of like collections and kind of remasters of quality games, mind you, but, uh, remasters in, in such, a, uh, regardless, uh, we jump then over into May, uh, darkest dungeon two on PC exited early access on the eighth. We had PS five getting East nine monstrum knocks. Um, we had Fuga Melodies of Steel 2 releasing on PlayStation platforms, Xbox platforms, Switch, and PC. Sequel to, I think, two or three years ago's Fuga Melodies of Steel, which is a Tale Concerto spiritual successor from PlayStation. Um, uh, let's see. We had, of course, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom release on May 12th, uh, which we talked about before. Cassette Beast released on the 25th, back in May, on Switch and Xbox. So there you go. Um, System Shock, the remake, released on the 30th. Um, And then, yeah, Cassette Beasts, and we just talked about that. The Caligula Effect Overdose released on PS5. Um, So yeah, just not not the strongest month, but I think a lot of games wanted to stay away from Zelda. I mean, it didn't make sense, right? Yeah. And also for me, I was still uh, knee deep in a uh, Jedi Survivor, so I didn't yeah. really mind. Yeah, um, it it was a good kind of breather, um, in kind of being able to enjoy games that had come out and we were kind of working through. But um, I remember I did check out System Shock at PAX West. I thought that was really impressive. I'd still need to pick it up myself, um, but I've heard wonderful things about this remake. Um, so very glad that that's doing well. It was long, long overdue and kind of delayed. And there was a lot of drama behind his development, but I'm glad to see that it finally released and in, in pretty damn good shape. Nice. Pretty, pretty damn good shape. And now we June, however, it was June, the opposite of May. <laughs> it, this is true. June had a, a number of bangers uh, starting right at the beginning of the month on June 1st with the Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection. Now, this was a collection of the first three Etrian games in now HD goodness uh, from the DS genre, uh, the DS era. Very, very fun. We had Diablo 4 release on the 6th. Um, and then a little little game, little game called Final Fantasy 16 that I, I had parties or something associated with it, didn't it, Finn? Uh, for about? cool kids, yeah. Um, no, yeah, that, uh, man, Final Fantasy... 16 launch party was awesome and an amazing experience and just on a personal note i'm so happy that the game was as good as it was and i had so much fun with it because you know it takes so long between mainline final fantasy games that Mm -hmm. to not like one hurts yeah but this one became one of my favorite ones uh 
for multiple reasons, but I'm just really happy with how it came out now with some caveats, like there are some things that I appreciated this time around, but I would like to see tweaked or changed in some ways in a future game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I would like, I would, th- this game really did dial back some of the actual RPG aspects. And I would like to see yeah. those brought back, not full on. Like, I still love the way the combat was, but maybe a higher focus on other party members or, some other out of combat RPG mechanics, maybe some more actual mm-hmm. um, impact to your equipment. Yeah. So either way, uh, loved it, but that's the beauty of it is that I know that they'll change it up for the next one in yeah. some way. So it'll be great. Yeah. And um, no, this has been it's a lot of fun. And like you said, it definitely is dialed back on the RPG elements, but it still has, uh, it's still a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I just was able to get back into final fantasy 16 today after finishing trails of, uh, inter reverie, um, recently and getting, getting my, my chocobo, getting my chocobo girl. Um, but it's, I'm glad it's turned out and it's feels like the reception is really strong for this game. Yes. Um, and like you said, there's definitely critiques about it. I, I don't like it when final fantasy games don't let me have a party. <laughs> well, I think this might be the first time it's ever really happened. Well, in 15, you didn't get a party. Yeah. Like you had a party, but you couldn't control or really do anything with them. Well, you could equip them with things, which you can't yeah. even do in this game, but it wasn't so until the I, DLC. It, it feels like they haven't quite figured out how to marry their more action focus of combat with giving you a party. But they have with 7 Remake. Exactly. So I think the best way to do so is have it be like it is, but let you switch control to other characters at any yeah. time. Yeah, 100%. And also bring back Gambit system. Still, still will always be on the Gambit system uh, hype train. But I mean, why not? Fuck it. Bring the Gambit system in. Tweak it a little bit to be more dynamic and less uh, iffy. I just want to be able to like kind of have better control over my party members' AI. Yeah, that's what I want. That's why I like the Gambit system. But uh, yeah, sixteen is awesome. One of my ideas is. Um, to get a number of the voice actors like Ben Starr, your, your guys is good friend. Um, Yuri Lowenthal who did, um, Cecil Harvey from Final Fantasy four and others and get them on an episode of this, uh, of our PGU to talk about what it's like voicing such big characters, uh, like for such monumental and kind of important characters and voice doing voice work in RPGs in general. That's, that's one of my, my dream uh dream episodes i think nice um i'd also like to talk a bit about diablo yeah uh, a game we still have to play let's play together uh uh let's be real i'm playing it with my friends back home right now we're not going to be able to play that because baldur's gate's going to come out and that's going to be all we have in our lives for ever no see the thing is there will inevitably be days that 
Matt, other Matt, DJ Storm won't be able to play. Mm-hmm. So I figure on those nights, we can get some Demon Sling. Oh. We have like a secret backup game. Okay. Possibly. Which, which, like, we don't have to worry about story. We can just be like, hey, let's run some dungeons. Let's try and grind some loot. Okay. You know? I'd, I'd be down for that. You know? And that's like why I love like action RPGs in Diablo. It's like I can jump in, get some stuff done, get get the adrenaline uh, that fixed of loot and grinding and then be good. But but yeah, what did you want to talk about with Diablo, my friend? Oh, just that I was playing it. Yeah? What what class are you going with? Uh currently I'm a druid and Oh, I'm no way, I'm a druid too. My friends are uh a necromancer, a rogue, and a sorcerer, um, respectively. And we just finished Act 1, and it's quite enjoyable. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, did you see the reports this week that a druid player broke the 2 billion damage barrier? No. Yeah, he did 2 billion damage in an attack. Druids for life, baby. Druids for life. Um... But yeah, so like I guess like I rem- I vaguely remember you talking about you haven't you have you were a Diablo player, but have you like played all the Diablo games? Like is that a long time passion series? I mean, I I grew up with Diablo 1 and 2. 3 okay. kind of came out and was not as good and so I never really got into it. Mm-hmm. But 4 feels much more like the true evolution of 2 that we always hoped 3 had been. Agreed. So, yeah. It's good. Um, and then um, Front Mission 1 also got a enhanced port, an HD port to PlayStation platforms, Xbox, and PC. Um, that was previously released last year on Switch. Um, I'm glad those games exist. I'm glad those remakes exist. Another series of games we didn't get until late. Um, two games we haven't had before. Um, so yeah, I, li- I like them. They're yeah. they're a little rickety, but I mean, they they got some they got that old school charm that they do. Um, and then that brings us up to July, where we where we are currently. Currently, currently uh, we are recording this on the twelfth. So so far this month, we have had our second in. I've had my second injection of Trails goodness into my veins with Legend of Heroes: Trails into Reverie, the bridge gap between the cold steel series that ended last year or the year no two years ago at this point and the upcoming series that hasn't actually gotten well it kind of got mentioned on japanese falcom's twitter but nis in america haven't published like the name or anything yet but kuro no kaseki uh the saga that takes place after cold steel um I love Trails into Reverie. I'm currently working and writing my review right now. I'm sitting somewhere between I'm thinking um, eight or nine, probably nine, um, because I really like story was interesting. um, But the big thing that really sold me is kind of the randomly generated dungeon called the Reverie Corridor in this game where you can do a lot of your grinding and all sorts. It's basically the Avengers Endgame of video games you just so many party members you can have um an outfit and it's a, 
so many numbers and stats it's just glorious <laughs> um so so good really really enjoyed it it really did had some good teases for what's coming next in the next saga and i'm already waiting for that official announcement but um other games releasing this month though are the adelaide marie remake the alchemist of salberg i believe this was the very first atelier game correct but um, i don't think we ever got it in america no we did not but this remake is coming bundled with a translated version of the original version which is so, pretty cool which is very cool i like that um and then yeah arcadian atlas that is a like very excited for that art. one yep i tested that out at PAX. um packs that was very good alterium shift also that entered early access um also another good retro rpg retro inspired rpg i don't understand why it has a early access i guess i think some games i don't understand i think it's the hip way of releasing a game that will probably have some glitches but by calling it an early access game it kind of is just alerting people that hey there'll be issues but we're still working on it Mm -hmm. um but also, I guess with RPGs, like if it's an early access game, it's possible that not all the chapters of the game are released already. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, very cool 2D art style. Kind of it very. It reminds me a lot of the old mana games, um, including down to the freaking font they use. But um, oh, no, check- 100. It, it's 100. Well, oh, no, I'm talking about uh, Arcadian Atlas is straight up a love story to tactics oh arcadian atlas is 100 percent um final fantasy tactics inspired alterium shift is a turn bat turn-based game um with visuals that look a lot like um the secret of mana games yeah so but yeah and that's where we leave that's where we kind of see ourselves right now um Bunch of games still left on the horizon. Like Finn has said, we are going to be continuing our co-op adventures with Baldur's Gate 3, which just got pushed up oh. to August 3rd on PC. Holy August crap. is going to be great because between that and WrestleQuest and the Rhapsody releases yeah. uh, and, sea and Sea of Stars, like, are you fucking kidding me? Sea of me? Stars, August, Rhapsody, all on August 29th. August might be the greatest uh, RPG month of this year. I don't know about that. Name it, what what other what other month? January was fucking solid, dude. Solid, sure. But I, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying my friend. No, it, it is definitely up there. It is January is a top there. 3 month. Uh but August I think is the top and then depending on how much you care about Starfield and its relativeness of being an RPG, you know. September well, you also have Byton Kaitos 1 and 2 HD yeah, Remaster. Finally. That'll be very cool. You have another Legend of Heroes game with Legend Nayuda. You have your Baldur's Gate coming to PS5 that month. Um, Rune Factory fans, you have your Switch and PC port. Um, Lies of P, which actually looks really good, and I really want to play that. More um, than I would have thought. Yes. Um, that's also in September. Um, October sees a brand new Disgaea game. You have in November Star Ocean, the second story R, kind of the HD 2D remake, whatever, of the second Star Ocean game, which many fans argue is the best. You have the Like a Dragon Guide in the Man Who Erases Name, 
you have Persona 5 Tactica, you have Super Mario RPG. Uh, yeah. You have, and then in December, you have Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince releasing. It's There are so many strong games still coming out this month, and I believe, I think Ayudin Chronicle 100 Heroes is still scheduled for this year. I don't think it will be, though. Um, I don't know. I could see it this fall. I we'll can see. see it. I don't I don't uh, I think it'll get pushed back based on I don't know if you're a backer and get the emails. I am. OK, I I don't I'm not 100 percent sure we'll get it this yeah. year. We, and I don't think we need it this year. No, I don't. I when it, it comes come out, out, it doesn't come out. It it should not come out in a during the holiday period. It no. should come out either summertime or early in the year where it can have time to breathe and find an audience. If it releases itself in the middle of the holiday, it will get lost and forgotten and then we never get anything else i could see it being good in october that's risky but but um i you know what you know what it should be december Mm -hmm. that's when chain echoes dropped and chain echoes proves that no no triple a games launch in december because they want to be pre black friday true i don't know like I don't know if I would consider Iodin Chronicle a triple A. I think it has a triple A pedigree behind it. That's um, my point. But um, it's not, though. That's my point. True. So true. Well, you use Chained Echoes, which also isn't. Oh, I I see what you were getting at. I'm saying Chained Echoes dropped in December, and that would be a perfect time because triple A games try and release before Black Friday. True. So it won't have the crushing like competition of its launch. That's true. That is good. Good point. Um, Front Mission 2 remake will hopefully still be this year. We have. Um, let's see. What else is this year? Hopefully we'll get more or we'll have the Sweet Code in 1 and 2 HD remaster releasing. Um, Wargroove 2, I think, might be released this year. Um, yeah, it's just there's a lot of lot of grinding in rpg goodness still to be had um in the remaining five months or six months yep, yep. five months um it already makes me tired <laughs> um but it's we're, we're eating good finn we sure are sir um and i just fan. <sighs> baldur's gate man oh my goodness i am so excited for baldur's gate i have no idea what to expect it's uh i'm going to be really curious to see where Baldur's Gate lands on like game of the year lists. Uh based on previews and talk and the scuttlebutt, um I'm going to be shocked if See, I think I think I think Zelda and Final Fantasy uh win more mainstream awards, probably Zelda most of all, I and think. And Starfield. More or less. I I still think Starfield isn't going to be as good as people hope it to be. Um, but that's just my personal, yeah, uh, preference talking where I just have not, I didn't like fallout four uh-huh. and I don't like elder scrolls or I didn't like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. The Bethesda style of RPG does nothing for me. And while this one looks more fun than the other two, mm-hmm. I just, for me, I don't know. We'll see. I just, I don't want what my fear is. I think so many people are riding Zelda's dick. <laughs> to to put it yeah, to put it bluntly, I, I've, 
accepted that because it's been like six years of them doing the same for Breath of the Wild. So yeah, and um, yeah, it's I I hope some some big publishers put um Baldur's Gate three on on uh, get game of the year. Um, cause it is like, even the stuff I played in early access and knowing that it's just going to get better. I'm, I'm super, super stoked for that game and being able to play with you and Matt again, is going to be such a great time. Yes. Uh, and I can't wait for the hijinks we get into with that. And, um, yeah, it's going to be wild. That'd gonna be wild, but up until this point if you had to say what has been your favorite rpg you have played this year so far and it can it doesn't necessarily have to be an rpg released in 2023 but what's been your favorite one you have played which um it's been it would have been a game from this year uh it's either well no because i i played the bulk of my pokemon scarlet in january um I'll just put it in a top five for now. Sure. Final Fan- uh, in no particular order, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16, Octopath Traveler 2, Pokemon Scarlet, uh, Trails, the Azure one. Okay. Um, and oh, I'm blanking. Hold on. Let me pull up my list of games I've played. I mean, you could just have it be a top four. No one's, no one's going to hold, oh, top hold four. you to it be different no i shan't (laughs) um hmm. because i don't i don't i don't want to count like mega man battle network or final fantasy pixel remaster because those are just collections of old games that's just that's just a me rule um i will probably go one piece odyssey yeah there you go. Or first. Oh, you know what? And replace Forspoken with uh, the other one. Forspoken's on there. So One Piece, Forspoken, uh, Octopath, Final Fantasy 16, and you know what? Diablo 4 so far. Uh, Those Azure are got removed, but yeah, I, sorry. It's, it's okay. You can't be perfect in everything. It's true. I have to give you chances. It's true. It's true. You're giving me chances to catch up. I, I appreciate it. But that's where we stand. What about there you? you? Go um azure reverie diablo 4 16 um and you know what i am gonna go uh mega man battle network 4 or battle network collection cool um i i i need to play a lot more of octopath traveler 2 um but i do love it but i need to play more um and refresh my my memory but yeah those games i i just i just love they're just so good they're just so good they are but well that it what would you grade 2023 so far in terms of its rpgs what grade a uh it's an a or f through a A so far yeah yeah i'm i'm going s plus so i'm I'm going s plus okay it's only gonna go higher yeah it's it's definitely the i can't think of another stronger year of rpgs yeah that have like consistent bangers it's been great it has been i live for this i love it um, it's kind of our thing yeah right 
and um like you said it's only gonna get better and i can't wait to see kind of what continues to get added with final fantasy 16 um i'm really curious to see what's gonna like what baldur's gate 3 will look like a year or like two years from now like when we get right. di- the definitive edition of baldur's yeah because they always do that because they always do it oh it's um, gonna be awesome so good so good but finn as always it's so good to talk to you and kind of catch up my friend it has been too long it has been thank you for um, the invite my dude of course i i miss you and it's always good to talk to you and nerd out a bit but of course for people who might not have enough finn in their lives where can people find you online what do you have cooking go ahead and plug away your stuff so whether it's twitter or blue sky or threads i'm just going to be nola nerdcast n-o-l-a-n-e-r-d-c-a-s-t uh you can also find me on the official sdgc super deluxe games cast which uh has a live show on twitch every thursday night at 9 p.m eastern and generally just being awesome damn straight damn straight well be sure to give finn and all the crew over at sdgc a follow and check out their stuff they do wonderful things even though john still will not have me on to debate the merits of final fantasy 8 over final fantasy 9 i think he's scared um but that is neither here nor there and thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service as i would really appreciate it if you have an rpg you would like us to feature on an episode tweet at underscore rpg university with the hashtag rpgu with your suggestion or you can share your own favorite rpgs and memories directly with me on twitter at professor rpg and as always everybody stay safe stay healthy be kind to one another class dismissed mm-hmm.